Let, let me preach the word of God. So from now on, only my watch counts. So that somebody doesn't start shouting 2020 before others. Only my my watch counts now, and uh, and and, I'm, and it, it will it will go until I finish my sermon. Is that okay? <laughs> Don't worry, we will we will go into 2020 in a moment. Um, so a guy comes to the pastor and says, Pastor, you you said that this year was going to be my year. Wow. And the year is almost over. The pastor looks at him and says, No, I was talking about the guy sitting next to you. <laughs> 2020 is going to be your year. Yeah. <laughs> I know some of you are afraid to say yes. 2020 is going to be your year. I'm excited about the, about the, the idea of going into 2020. You see, those many many things in the corporate world. There's been there's been a lot of in organizational world. Many people have set targets. They set targets in years of five, and so many organizations had targets for 2020. And now we are here in 2020. They start to talk about 2025, and the WHO has the big one with 2030, and, and, and so forth. You know, and um, and, and, and all these United Nations organizations are making all these big plans, 10-year plans, mostly 2030 is a big, is a big one. Um, some of these countries are saying by 2020 there will be no more diesel cars and benzene cars in our countries. And Africa, you've got to wake up because all the junk that's being taken out of here is going to be dumped in Africa. And you, so you've know, got to wake up quickly and start putting some power stations in Africa so that we can have all the power, all the electric cars there as well by 2030. Amen. Yeah. I was looking at somebody that just put a photo there and said, oh, and I found a car charging. I thought, my God, there's so many car chargers popping around my neighborhood. You don't have to take photos of <laughs> Just take a photo of something you like, you will find a charger in the back of your car. But somebody was so amazed to find a car charging. And I said, we, we need to wake up people because 2030 is just around the corner. 2050 is not so far away. But, but, but we're going into 2020, a year where so many targets are going to be, are going to be renewed and, and, and reviewed and, and, and are going to be reset and, and all kinds of things are going to be made anew. Spiritually, and, and there's also a lot of things that God is beginning to do. And I, I just love the prophetic words that I've just been looking over and glossing over and praying over. Many of them talking, are talking about the next decade about what God is going to do in the next decade. So 2020 is just a year, but it's about what's going to happen between 2020 and 2029. Are you with me? And, 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 and before we go into 2030. So, so now that you're crossing over into 2020, I want you to understand that 2020 is a year of, of a turnaround. The general overseer called it the great turnaround. A word that's in my heart is, is to speak to you and say it is a turning point. It is a turning point. It is a season of shifts. Hallelujah. We, we're going to enter into a season of, of, of alignment and shifts. And, and I will speak about the alignment and the shifts 
later on but i want you to understand that we are we are breaking forth into a new year in the next few minutes we will start celebrating 2020 and i want you to celebrate because it is your turning point Amen. tell your neighbor it's my turning point it's my turning point it's, it's a, a turning point a turning point is, is I, I, a turning point is, is there's even a Greek word uh, behind this concept of a turning point. It is like the, the breaking forth of a new day. You see, so when you, when you, we are now in the night and it will remain dark and then at a certain moment there is like a break of the darkness or the darkness suddenly stops and suddenly it starts to be light again. Have those of you that have been up at night or have worked shifts and, and have to go out at night you know there is this sudden moment where it seems the darkness just suddenly stops and are, are you with me people and there's, there's this just the break of day if you've ever flown in a plane and you're sitting in a plane and and and, and you are you are asleep because it's night there's a moment you wake up and you look out this window and suddenly there's like just a turn and that is a, that is that is that moment that is that moment. And, and the Greeks, the Greeks call it, call it, I need to come back here. They call it epiphosco. I shall give you the spelling later on. But that moment where darkness just turns and it becomes light. Amen. 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 And, and so it happens in different hemispheres, in different places of the world. It happens at different moments. It does not all happen at the same time. So my, my young brother was sending me already to say, Happy New Year, I'm in. He's in, you know. He's, he's in Australia. And he was sending me this in the afternoon. And saying, oh yeah, just, 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 just sending you a message to say, I've crossed over, bro. Hope you catch up soon enough. <laughs> but, I, but I'm in. Why? Because that, that turning moment happens at different times. My parents have just gone in because they are one hour ahead. They've, they've just gone in. And my friends in the UK are going to have to wait for me to get home so that they can start sending me a message. But I'll already be in. Are you with me? Yes. And, and my cousins in the US are going to be talking to me later on. I'll tell them, you are already a lot of hours behind. <laughs> because these turning points happen at different moments but whatever whatever happens at whatever time I want you to know that there is a turning point there is a turning point for you amen, amen. 2020 is a moment of a turning point hallelujah and, and that turning point you your turning point might be different from my turning point but there is a turning point there is a turning point So, so I, I've been, when I left the university and I decided to go back into industry, I said, Lord, I'm praying that the next five years I should be done with being called a manager. I need to be called a director. That's just how quickly I want to move because I need to catch up. My mentor had said, young man, you're going to catch me up very late because I decided to come and do a PhD and he thought I was wasting my time because I should have been doing better in business because that's what he was grooming me for. And, and so when I left the university and decided to go back into industry, 
I said, Lord, next five years I, I should I should move. And, and I was prepared to change companies, hop, skip and jump until I get to what I wanted to get to. And somehow God just kept pressing me, just stay in this place. And, and so when I stayed, I started to get obviously agitated because things were not going on the way that I thought they should go. And I, when, I, when I had my 40th birthday, we celebrated 40, 15 with my, with my wife. It was also 15 years of marriage. And it, it, it was all, all so good. But I was just saying, God, something needs to happen. I'm 40. It's five years time that I've left the university. Something just needs to happen. I can't continue being called what I'm called right now. I need to move to another level. And, and, and so... When I just just in this agitation, and I suddenly realized, and it just struck me while we were worshiping and thanking God and then just giving God praise, how God has been faithful. Yeah. That even even in the same season, yeah. that turning point came, yeah. and that turning point came this year, <coughs> not before my 40th, but in my 40th, yeah. <laughs> moving to, it, and it, it, it came. And it came in a way that I didn't expect it. Yeah. Because while I was thinking that I should move out of this company, God decided to move some people aside mm -hmm. so that there could be room and, more, and opportunity for me to become visible so that I could be seen. Mm -hmm. And when I was seen, some people started shouting to say, push him forward, put him there, push him forward, give him the challenge. Why not take the risk? Now I remember talking to one of my mentors and I was saying, you know, people are debating whether to give or not to give. And he said, you know what? Yours is not to worry about their debate. Yours is to care about what you believe you need to become. And, 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 and it was that moment that I realized this is a turning point in my life. Where God has set me up for the things that I've been praying for and desiring. So it may have taken me staying there, being humble, where other people thought, this guy is crazy. He's, he doesn't understand the concept that you need to move. You need to go abroad. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I said, I'm just sticking around here. I'm just staying around here. And just by sticking around there, God opened the way there. The turning point came. Hallelujah. And, and now I'm in a different phase of my life. And I just want to thank God because 2019 has not been the easiest of years, but it has been one of the most fruitful years of my life. And it all started off with a turning point. And I believe that we are entering into another turning point in 2020. It's a turning point and it is a fresh start. Or rather fresh starts. I deliberately put fresh starts to the guys that, were, that I sent the program to. I said it's a turning point and fresh starts. There's going to be multiple turning points and multiple fresh starts. Why, why turning points and fresh starts? Because there are different things and areas in your life that must turn around. Amen. Amen. And as those things begin to turn around, begin to align themselves, and as you begin to align yourself with those things, God is going to move in different ways and show you His mercy and grace. Amen. Amen. I want to give you seven things. I want to give you seven things tonight that just, just, just before we cross over, seven things from Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52. Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52. I, I, I've got a lot that I want to share. But, but God will help me to do that in the next few minutes. Uh, and I will continue the rest of January and February talking about, about them. Are you there? 
Then came, okay, let's read it Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were living in the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him, be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. There are seven things that I just want to highlight out of the text. The first one is opportunity. The first one is opportunity. Bartimaeus is sitting next to the road. And the Bible there says that he, he hears that Jesus is passing through. This is verse 47. He heard that Jesus of Nazareth is passing through. I want you to take note that it specifically says Jesus of Nazareth. There could have been other Jesuses that were, come, that were there. Because the, 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 the name Jesus just, what does it mean? What does Jesus mean? So it's not, it's, I mean, those of you that watch football, there's a guy called Jesus, right? Because it's just, it's just a name. The name Emmanuel is, is, is just a name, right? Some of you have got kids called Emmanuel here, right? But, 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 so they could have been nothing so special about somebody being called Jesus because God saves. You know, God, God is, God is, God is, is there to, to heal. But Jesus of Nazareth was passing by and the man began to shout. Why didn't he shout at all the other Jesuses that were passing by? Because Jesus of Nazareth is the one who held the opportunity for him to see again. Amen. Amen. It's not every Jesus that passes by. And I just want to say this to people. It's not every pastor that you hear that you must follow. It's not every prophet that speaks that you must listen to. It's not everybody who calls themselves bishop and apostle. It's fashionable to call yourself bishop and apostle. It makes money to call yourself bishop and apostle. So be careful who you follow. But you must check and find where Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Hallelujah. See, nobody calls themselves teacher. Teacher Farai. No, no, no. Bishop Farai. Why? Because it's profitable. It makes money. It gives you a good following. How many of you follow pastors? You don't follow pastor. You follow bishops and apostles. And prophets. Or prophets. So, so be careful. But Bartimaeus but, but hears that Jesus of Nazareth, specific to the point, Jesus the Savior, the one who was born and comes out of Nazareth, he, he, he is the one who is passing by and he shouts and says, Jesus, son of David, 
Because he is understanding that I should not be answered by other Jesuses around. I must be answered by the right one. And that one is called Jesus, the son of who? David. Not the son of Joseph, but the son of David. And so he calls him and says, have mercy on me. He understood opportunity. It's an opportunity for me to get healing, to have mercy from this man. Why? Because he had heard about what Jesus of Nazareth was doing. The word had gone out that Jesus of Nazareth, he is a healer. He has been healing. He's been opening eyes. He's been healing the, those that are sick. He's been helping those that need help. He's been helping those that are down and lifting them up. He's been raising the dead. So he calls out to him and says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He recognizes an opportunity. And I want to say to people of God, open your eyes, open your ears to the opportunities of 2020. Amen. Amen. God has got opportunities for you. Opportunities for all kinds of things. Opportunities to minister the gospel. Opportunities to show His goodness. Opportunities for you to break forth into greater things. Business opportunities and schooling opportunities and marriage opportunities and children opportunities and all kinds of opportunities. Tell whatever opportunity you want, there is opportunity for you. Opportunity for new houses and opportunity for new cars and opportunity for whatever it is. Just make sure you don't end up with two wives, but there is opportunity, bro. <laughs> Are you with me, people? There's all kinds of opportunity. And I, I, I hear that so heavy in my spirit that there's opportunity. And the children of God have got to be like Bartimaeus, who understood when opportunity was passing by. He understood when opportunity was passing by. And not only did he understand by what he heard when, the, when, when Jesus was passing out and he began to cry, but also when Jesus called him up and said, call him, let him come. He jumped up and went to Jesus. Oh, tell your neighbor, he jumped up. Yeah. Are you going to be jumping up on the opportunity when they come? Are you, gonna be re are you ready to take hold of the things that God is promising you? Bartimaeus jumped up. You see, the, the, the Lord was just ministering to me to tell someone to say when, when the opportunity comes in front of you, don't start giving excuses. Don't start saying, ah, Jesus, ah, are you really, really? The Bible says he threw away his clock and says this clock will slow me down in getting to the place of my blessing. So he jumped up and went to Jesus. I don't know who you are, but somebody in this house needs to know that in 2020, you must jump up and go to Jesus. Jump up and go to your opportunity. Jump up and enter through your door. You've been praying about doors. You've been praying about, about God open the doors and, and shut the ones that must shut. When the door opens for you, you must do what? Jump up and go through the door. You must go through those opportunities. When they say we are giving you a house, take it. Don't start saying, ah, it's too big. How shall I, how are you going to live in it? It's too big. Call a brother to come and share the house with you. But go into it. Amen. Amen. Take your opportunities. And in Jeremiah 33 verse 3, I want you to remember 333. 333. 
You know, when 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 you, when, when when things appear to be to be like I don't three three three. Jesus gives you an opportunity. Says, call unto me, and I will answer you in great and mighty ways that you do not know. I'll answer you in mysterious ways, unsearchable ways. There's gonna be unsearchable answers from the Lord. Things that you have not imagined, things that you have not thought about, but there is opportunity. Amen. Amen. It is a year of opportunities. Those of you that are preachers, you must preach. You hear me, church? Amen. Preachers, you must preach. Speakers, you must speak. Encouragers, you must encourage. Opportunities will come for you to share with somebody the goodness of the Lord. Do not hesitate. Amen. 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 Do not hesitate. Bring them to church. Do not hesitate. The world will tell you to, to hush, but do not hesitate. Take those opportunities and spread the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. 2020 is my year. The Bible says he cast away his garment and rose and came to Jesus. Number two. Number two, God is going to be giving you validation. There's a validation. Validation or confirmation or, or acceptance is, is the word. Validation, acceptance, confirmation. God is going to accept you. He's going to confirm you. You see, people think you are fake. You see, and, and, and think you are, you, are, you, are not, you are not the real thing. I, I remember when I was born again. When I got born again, I got born again. And I, and I, was, I, was, I was 14 or, or somewhere there. And, and uh, 15, 16. When I became 17, I became a prefect in the school. They gave you this, so certain few of us got responsibility in the school. And I became what they called a house captain. And I had to wear a yellow tie. Maybe that's why my wife likes yellow. I had to wear this yellow tie because I was now a house captain. And, 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 and this one guy came to me and said, you, you just became a Christian so that you could become a house captain. <laughs> On a school that has 990 students, and, and there are 150 of us. They could have chosen other guys. I'm small. They could have chosen other big guys that, that were built like the brothers of David. And this guy comes to me and says, you just became a Christian so that you could wear this yellow tie. Pained my heart. But, but you know, after, after some time, this guy says, ha, ah, you. So you are really, really serious about this Jesus. Because not only that, even in the scripture, scripture union, they also made me a teacher. I was leading now the Bible study ministry. And, and so I became a teacher a long time ago. And one time the, 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 the bishop of the Anglican school comes to me and says, you're going to preach in church. So I preached one of my first most powerful sermons in front of 990 people. Actually, more than, more than 900, because the students were 990, and then there were all the villagers that came, and I preached to them at 17, and, and, and I thought, wow, God, thank you. And this guy came back to me and said, so you are a real deal. <laughs> and, and I still am. Hallelujah. And, and, and I believe God is going to come and show up for someone and make you the real deal. And show people that you are the real deal. That your cry to the Lord 
is a cry for mercy. And it is a cry that must be answered. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, many of us are crying and calling to the Lord and we're praying. When people, when, when you, I, I know when you say, but pastor, I'm praying, but things are not working. I'm here to tell you that in 2020, God is going to answer you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God is going to answer your prayer. You'll be praying this prayer. And people begin to mock you that, ah, you are praying, praying, you are now a prayer. You yourself are now a prayer. But I want to tell you that your prayer is going to be answered in the name of Jesus. You see, when, when Bartimaeus shouted out to the Lord, and it was Jesus, son of David, the Bible says, Jesus stopped. Oh, Jesus is going to stop for you because it is a turning point for you. It is a turning moment for you. Bartimaeus had been on the side of the road begging. Until Jesus came by. And when Jesus stopped, his life changed. I'm saying to somebody, Jesus is going to stop specifically for you. He is a God of the individual. Hallelujah. Uh, come on, somebody. He said he's a God of the individual. He will stop for you. And so he stopped for Bartimaeus and said, bring him here. And validated the cry. Of Bartimaeus. God is going to validate your cry. Amen. He's going to confirm your cry. That you are. You are a child of God. Amen. You are praying to the living God. You are crying to the living God. You are not just making noise. Remember these same people were telling him. Keep quiet. Don't disturb him. It is the same people. That started to say. Get up. He's calling you. Did you see that? The same people who told him. Keep quiet. Were the ones who said. Ah, he's now calling you. Get up. And go to him, I'm prophesying into your life. The way they said you were fake, they are going to start saying, this guy is a real brother. Amen. This sister is a real sister. She is the beloved of the Lord. They shall call you Jedetai. It is a Hebrew word that says beloved of God. You will be identified by Jesus. And identified with Jesus. Hallelujah. So you will be, you will be validated. God is going to validate you. He's putting a seal of his love over you. Number three. Number three. God is going to launch you out. You're going to be. The, the, the interesting word here is, is, is like catapulting. I will talk about catapulting on another day. But God is going to move you forward. It's going to move you forward. Just like the people. When they, when they heard Jesus calling him. You see this guy was behind. He was away from the crowd. The crowd didn't even want to have him close to Jesus. But suddenly, when Jesus called him, he was moved from the back to the front. Ah, somebody, you're going to be moved to, from the back to the front. You're going to be moved from being the last to be the first. You're going to be moved from being the failure to the success. You're going to be moved from being the forgotten to the remembered. In the name of Jesus, you're going to be launched further than you even imagined. The things that God would not have given you are going to be given to you. Amen. I was telling you my own story where they could have said, you know, in the history of our department, we've never had an African guy at this level. God has decided to put me at that level. And I want to prophesy into your life that God is going to take you beyond the level and the imagination you have in your life in the name of Jesus. And it's not going to be somewhere far. It's going to be here in the name of Jesus. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you seem to be forgotten. You will be remembered. Why? Because God is going to launch you out. 
It's going to launch you out. Isaiah spoke about the people and said, You shall be called the sought after generation. They shall seek for you. You will be sought after. I'm believing God that great things are going to happen. You will be moved forward. Amos chapter 9 verse 13 was a scripture we dwelt upon in 2018 or 2017. And where it says, yes indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim. One thing right on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. That's how God is going to move you. You see, like, 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 like my wife was speaking, that there, were, there are things that we have been waiting on. 2020 is a year for the manifestation of the blessings of God. Things are going to be moving so fast, your head is going to swim. Amen. I said your head is going to swim. And because your head is going to swim, I want you to move to number four. Number four is about seizing the territory. Seizing your moments, taking your possession. Obadiah 17 says, upon Mount Zion, you shall possess your possession. You need to seize your territory. Everywhere you step your foot, God is saying, I'm going to give you those things. Everywhere you place the sole of your foot is going to be for you. You need to move from prophetically in 2020, possessing your possession. There is a Hebrew word which, which, which says you need to yarash nakam. And, and I, 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 maybe one day God giving me grace, she, she's smiling, she remembers the sermon. I preached it many years ago after I heard it from my pastor. I thought, wow, my God, this I need to take hold. Yarash Nakala talks about taking your inheritance, taking your possession. When I heard this message, it was 2001 when I heard that message. And it has stuck in my heart. And ever since I heard, I learned that I need to be able to take possession. You take possession. You yarash. Everybody say yarash. yarash. It is a Hebrew word. Uh, and and, and, and we, need to, we need to take our territory. Bartimaeus, when he heard that Jesus was calling him, he said, my territory is no longer here by the side of the road. Begging. My territory is to move next to me, next to Jesus. Who am I speaking to tonight? That needs to move from a place which is far away to a place which is on the inside. Can you imagine there were people that said, we are the people that need to be around Jesus. The disciples were there around. Probably some other senior leaders were close by. But on this moment, Bartimaeus is under, understands that his position must not be far away there begging, but must be right there in front of Jesus. And Bartimaeus seizes his territory. Oh God. And he comes and stands in front of him. Comes and stands in front of him. And, and, and he's, he's not afraid that he's standing in front of the greatest man who has walked upon the earth. He's, he's, he's not afraid, but he's bold and confident because he has been called. Are there people that are called in this house? He's, he's, he's been called to come there. He's called. We are called by Jesus. He loved us with an everlasting love. Died on the cross for us. He's called us. Brought us near. And so we must come boldly before the throne of grace. You must seize your territory. Somebody say seize. Seize. Take your territory. Take your possession. Take that which must belong to you. Don't be afraid. 
It's yours. The world and the fullness thereof belong to the children of God. The world, the, the Bible says the world groans and moans for the manifestation of the children of God. You must manifest this year and take your position. The world is waiting for you to show up. Tell your neighbor, you must show up. You must show up and seize your territory. And so Bartimaeus comes and stands before Jesus. And when Jesus asks him, what do you want? Bartimaeus is not afraid to take territory. The territory that Bartimaeus wanted was to be able to see. And so when he is asked, he does not start giving excuses like the other man of the pool by Bethsaida. Bartimaeus says, I want to see. This is why I've been calling you. I've been asking you for mercy. He does not start saying, Lord, I'm asking for mercy. I'm asking for grace. Oh, Lord, uh, remember me. I sinned yesterday. No, I want to see. I want to see. He understands the territory that he must possess. Oh, children of God, we must understand the territory that we must possess. On Sunday, my wife says 2020 is a year where things that are hazy must become so clear. They will become clear when we say, Jesus, give me sight. I want to see. Take your territory. Possess your possession. 2020 is a year for you to reach out, step out, and take that which belongs to you. So seize your territory. It's a year for you to, 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 to take. Deuteronomy 4, verse 37 to 39. And because he loved Thy fathers, therefore he chose their seed after them and brought thee out in his sight with his mighty power out of Egypt to drive out nations from before thee, greater and mightier than thou, to bring you in and to give thee a land for an inheritance as it is this day. God is going to give you places which appear to be greater and mightier than you. I expected a better amen for that. Amen. If somebody is believing, I expect a bigger amen than that. Amen. There are things that are bigger than you. Don't settle for less when God is, is saying, I will give you a, a places for an inheritance. He has already paid the price. I will give you testimonies that are beyond you. You can preach to the crowds. You can preach to people. And they will turn to the Lord. You can be amazed at what can come out of you when you open your mouth and start declaring the goodness of the Lord. You can tell people about the peace of God and they will experience the peace of God. You can declare freedom of Jesus upon people and you will be surprised how free they can become. People may be bound by all kinds of spirits and all kinds of demons. I was looking at a photo of a brother this other day, and I saw him, you know, Facebook is good. You see, you see this guy hugging his wife, his two kids, and I said, wow. Because I remembered on a day when they called me into the room, and his wife and his sister began to hiss like snakes towards me. I seriously, I just walked into the room. They were praying and holding them down. The moment I came in, like they were going to come and bite me. And I'm standing there saying, in the name of Jesus, I command you out. Now Facebook shows me a picture of this brother. 
with his wife and his two children. I said, wow, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. It happened right here in one of the rooms there. Thank you, God. So again the other day, a brother said, Pastor, come and see my wife and children. I went and saw his wife and children. And then this brother had been in incest before. And we prayed with him with my wife. God deliver him. And he was delivered. And now he was showing us his family with a wife and children. Set free from incest spirits. And you say, wow. Sometimes you, you, you don't understand the power that's inside of us. But we must rise up to take territory and take possession. Because God is giving us things that are mightier and greater than we are. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you still with me? Yes. There are mightier things. <coughs> the mightier things. I just want to encourage somebody. I, I, I get to lead delegations into the European Union offices. Small as I am. You know, most Europeans are taller than me. <laughs> Especially when they are Dutch and German. Well, you're hard to be. Come on. <laughs> because I have a very big God. <laughs> so I don't want you to look down on yourself. I don't want you to, to not believe in yourself. When I graduated from my PhD, my professor decided to, to hold a symposium with the big guys in the field, put me alongside them. And I was asking him, and said, how am I gonna, what am I gonna say to these guys? I've spent the last four years looking up to these guys. And he said, you know what, young man? You are the expert. Now they're gonna look up to you. And the day I told them I'm going back to industry, some of them swore a loss. I want to encourage somebody, don't look down on yourself. God is giving you, is giving you things that are bigger, mightier than you. Amen. Amen. Encourage the sister one time who was saying, Ah, oh, they are not giving me my, my rightful position. I know I've got three minutes remaining. But I need to give you this says they don't want me to be, to be the nurse that administers medication in the ward. And I said to her, don't look down on yourself. Continue going to school. One day they will remember you. And the day she was remembered, I still remember it so vividly. Say, in this place they've remembered me. In this house they've remembered me. And I want to say to somebody, you will be remembered. You will be remembered. I'm going to stop with this one. Let me just give you the other two. So I said, I said there's going to be, there's going to be seize your territory. The other three, let me give you the other three. The, the next one is going to be restoration and turnaround. Increase is coming, is number six. And there's going to be the Shekinah glory or the yearning for the presence of God. Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus <coughs> says, Jesus, I want to have my sight back. And Jesus said to him, go, 
your way, your faith has made thee whole. And the Bible says immediate. Immediate. Increase is coming. Immediate. Hallelujah. Increase is coming immediately. And the last one says he followed Jesus. He followed Jesus. He began to long to be with the maker. To be with the Lord. To be with Jesus. Can you rise on your feet with me? Praise and worship, I think you can come to the stage. I just want you to pray. In the last one minute, you've got one minute. I want you to pray as you enter in. Just pray for yourself. Whatever it is that you desire 2020 to be, whatever turning point, turning point in your family, in your marital situation, turning point in your study, you've got one minute to pray. To pray earnestly before the Lord. Go ahead and make that prayer in the name of Jesus. My God, Mureka tu yavashanda, Riko terebo shibanda yavuzuku yaravashika yarazaya, Rabo kosita kaya vuzaya. Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Say, 2020, 2020. I take possession, I take possession of, all of all that is mine in the name of Jesus. Jesus. 